We'll check it out, y'all. We got what you need. We're all living in apartments, condos, vans. Well, dude, even you can have a studio. A studio in a box. Yes, we can help you with that right here at Blind Knowledge. We work on your budget, and we figure out your measurements. We'll get you the best sound for the best price. Let me know, 877-237-1143 or at blindknowledge.com. Yep. Welcome to Maniacal Music Musings. I'm your host, Jeremy, and as you know, we are your lifeline into great music. Because let me tell you, music these days is in a state of emergency. If it means a lot to you that we're here, then welcome to the family. You're an honorary muser just by that. If it doesn't mean a lot to you, well, then see you in show, motherfuckers. But my co-host, he's homesick, unless he wears his cat pajamas. He drinks the white water and says it tastes like Kevin Bacon. You can ask him about his nights of love, but you ain't no family unless you drink New Jersey Legion iced tea with him. I'm made of wax. What are you made of, Chancy motherfucking grave? Welcome to the show. Hi. Nothing. Crickets. Bach. Crickets. Dude, Second Christ. time. <laughs> oh, man. That's just sad. I... That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> hey, I, I, if I let it affect me, man, I wouldn't be podcasting anymore. But that's right, folks. Welcome to another episode. We're gonna be doing a few, we're gonna be doing a few of these in the next few days, so you're welcome. But of course, let me introduce our guest who's gonna be helping us break down three amazing albums today. Our guest today is Kyle Moore. He is the host of the Brain Soda Podcast. What's going on, Kyle? Not a whole lot, man. I'm really excited to be here and uh, talk about these CDs with you guys. I was I was a little perplexed when I first got them, but I ended up walking away with a different perspective, man. They were really cool. Well, we will get into all these CDs in just a minute. But first things first, I'm kind of curious what your podcast is about. So it's it's a little bit of a uh, avant-garde kind of thing, I guess you could say, like the I Wrestle the Bear Once record was, where... I come in in the beginning segment after we get in and I discuss geek culture, pop culture, you know, entertainment and media type subjects. And then my co-host Brad will discuss like a science or a history type subject. And we kind of wrap, you know, at two different ends. So it's almost like show and tell. You get to bring in something that you're kind of interested in, lean it into one another. They're never really adjacent topics or anything like that. And we kind of like it that way breaking it up and giving us something fresh to talk about every 20, 30 minutes. That's really what it is. You get 10 to 15 minutes of each segment in and out before that hour mark. And it's nice. I like it. Well, see, I mean, if me and Chancey did a show like that, it kind of be like Chancey would bring like the newest horror movie or something. And I'd be like, Hey Chancey, when you watch, when you watch rim job porn, do you like it counterclockwise or clockwise? But, <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the way it would go with me and Chancey, but yeah. It depends uh, on which uh, depends in which hemisphere I'm in. <laughs> right. Well, 
Oh, God. Well, as always, we are here to talk about music, not grim jobs, as pleasant as they may be. It's a different but podcast. That's a different <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I've been, I actually, I actually have a podcast at the end. I've been trying to start like that with a certain OnlyFans star, but she has to want to come back into podcasting first. Hint, hint. But <laughs> I would love to give this chance, though, for Kyle to introduce what album he brought and why he wanted to bring this one. So this was like a seminal album in like a, that period of time in my life, 2009's Homesick from A Day to Remember. kind of like the album that broke them too i don't know if i would say like it's the best a day to remember record hands down but it certainly got a lot of votes right there's a lot of ballots that would say homesick on them but i think not only is it like the ground the watershed moment for them but it is like an album that can connect with you even though it's subject matter really is about being out on like tour and being away from your friends and family. That's not an experience that many of us have, I don't think, right? Being out on tour behind a, a record for two years or whatever it may be. But, like, so much of this album connects with you. It's that a day to remember big sound with heavy, heavy moments and breakdowns and stuff like that. That pop, punk, metalcore mix and yeah, man, Chef's Kiss. Mwah, I love it. It's one of my favorite albums of all time. <laughs> all right. Oh, that's a damn good reason to bring it, I'll say. But Mr. Chancy, what did you think of Kyle's album? Um, actually, I, I had a pleasant little surprise. There was a uh, part of the album that I was aware of outside of the album. And I was doing something else giving my first you know draft and i heard it and i'm like oh that's fucking this band oh okay right on right on and uh you know you know pop punk isn't necessarily in my wheelhouse but this one wasn't that bad this one wasn't that bad it was a nice blend of the melodic and the guttural and mm -hmm. like you know like like kyle was saying it's got some pretty heavy fucking parts which definitely was it brought me back from the uh i can't i gotta i can't i can't talk shit about the guest album that's that abyss that i try not to fall in so i just saved it for jeremy <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll get to that we'll get to that i have i said my own feelings for my own album but um oh mixed feelings i should say but um as far as your album goes i mean as soon as i saw it was a day to remember i'm like why do i know that name and I had to, like, <laughs> I, I have, I was like, and I was like, all right, I'm looking at their other albums. I'm like, that's why they have been previously been on the show. And I'm like, I don't really remember the last time they were, on, they were when they were on the show because it was a while ago. Like, I think it was back in the beginning of the year. But, okay. Yeah. What the frick is that noise? The, the feds are coming, bro. They found you. <laughs> they found it. <laughs> Fucking act straight, man. Act straight. 
Not even something to joke about, honestly. Uh, this point, oh, no. Time. But, um, dude, I do, I'm a paranormal podcaster. That's, that's, that's a fear of mine. Every that's day true. Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, Good point. I mean, as far as this album goes, as soon as I started like listening to a few tracks to try to figure out my CD, like it reminded me of a certain band I love, but I'm not going to say that yet until I get to my CD. I'll tell you why I picked it. But And it's it's not the band I picked either, just out of all curiosity. It's not the band I picked. But, I mean, it reminded me of a lot. Actually, I mean, this, this album actually reminds me of a lot of different bands I love, like kind of put together, like all their styles mixed into one. And I'm not going to say I definitely didn't hate it like at all. Like I actually enjoyed it. I'm I, I'm happy I listen to both your CDs at work, though, because they both definitely are headphone CDs because you need to be able to hear every aspect. Yeah. Like, you try listening to them in a the car, and it's just not the same. But, I mean, the data, the data number's not bad. I, I don't mind them. I kind of think I like the other CD I listen to better. It's just like a vague recollection. But, yeah. I mean, that just might be my opinion. And this one wasn't bad, though. It wasn't that bad. I mean, it was just... I I like a lot of bands, as Shanty knows, that are like heavy metal and melodic at the same time and yeah. that's kind of my style I, i'm not that i'm not exactly a fan of the singer's voice style like i'm not a fan of it but that's just my personal opinion it reminds me too much of like my chemical romance type shit like it's just and i i think that's prototypical of the era too like it yeah. like i feel like it matures a little bit later well, on and in this time it's a little higher you know well, see the era kind of fucked me over too and it made my own choice because i was trying to match things up a little bit on my end but I think we'll it's a good job. I, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit. But yeah, first things first, though, Kyle, what were your top five songs on, on your own album? Any, any honorable mentions you want to bring as well? So I, I'll start with the honorable mentions because I literally was going to start with it as my top five. And I felt like it's too close to home. You need to play the cards a little close to your chest to be honest about this record because I love it so much, though. You already know what you are is this really heavy, like, less than two-minute song with the internet phase-out at the back end and things like that, and it is just such a heavy song. I feel like it's inspirational heavy, too, which is not, you know, something a lot of people get into, but I really dig on it. But my top five in order would be, number five, My Life for Hire, right? Like... That, that second lead-off song of the record or whatever, it just really kind of brings in that pungent note. And I would say it's it's like the prototypical songwriting structure for this band going forward and a lot of expense, like later well, records and stuff like actually, that. Actually, it's funny because I, I hated the first song on this album right away. And the, oh, second, yeah. the, the second song, I actually, I actually did put that, I had it, as, I was, it was on the bottom of my list at one point. And I just deleted it off once like I I wasn't sure I was have enough songs like after the feeling of the first two. But right. I just I deleted it off after a while. I was like, all right, I got enough songs. I can delete it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so number four, Mr. Highway's always thinking about end, the end. Uh the good song reference. Uh and in like this has one of those big a day to remember memes in it. You know what I mean? Like one of those big moments from this first record that people love. Yeah. And, it's one of the heaviest songs, maybe of their whole catalog. Um, but yeah, I, I love this song, even just for the title, <laughs> but definitely because of <laughs> the consistency of the music, for sure. Well, uh, actually, I, 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 I usually don't do this, but you're starting a trend here because you're literally naming all the songs I didn't like. And, <laughs> and that song, yes. I thought... That yeah. song, 
That song, I had, high hopes, I had high hopes for that song just based on the song title. But right, yeah, I got let down. I got let down. And I no, you really? I love I that of, song. That's one of my favorite. All right, well, you haven't you, you haven't you haven't seen enough to understand, but Jeremy has no taste. I need a fucking support group. <laughs> you know, it's I, so I will bad. Say, out of the stuff that I watched, you definitely ragged on him a little bit for that, and like I get it now. <laughs> <laughs> I get it now because at first I was like, "Man, he's a little harsh." I like him, but he's a little harsh. Now I get it. <laughs> it's, sure, it's, not, it's not that I have no taste, Fancy. I have unique taste. I would agree with that as well, though, because some of the stuff I've I heard you listen to and part of the reason why I wasn't sure who gave me which album is I know you're big into Nightwish. And I know that with the band we're going to talk about later doesn't necessarily have the same tone and sound, but like there were elements that I thought might tie in. So I get Uh, it, though. I don't disagree with that, actually. I don't disagree with that, but we'll get into that later. But we will. We will. So my number three. Another movie reference title, which like is big in this era too, right? That late late 2000s pop punky metalcore-ish bands. I'm made of wax, Larry. What are you made of? The real hype level to this song for me personally is like a thing. It is a big deal for me. I love this song. This is probably another one of those. It's a me song. Like this is my big pick. Wait a minute. Okay. I'm not gonna say I hate the song. I gotta don't. Right. What is it, what movie is it? What what movie is it based off of? Because I couldn't. Oh, uh, Night in the Museum. It's Robin Williams says it to Ben Stiller, oh. who is Larry. Oh. As oh. Teddy. Yep. It's coming back. I haven't seen that yeah. movie in like a decade. Ever. I do. I literally didn't know it for a while. Like after this record came out, and that movie was way more I mean, recent. So I don't blame you. With a title like that, I'm assuming it's from somewhere because that's yeah. not, not just a random title that someone thinks of for a song. But yeah, I mean, very okay, good okay, 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 okay. Um, no, I lie. I could see Dog Fashion Disco or Polka Dot Cadaver. Fallout Boy, Fallout Boy would pull some shit like that. Um, if I if I listen, if I, if, <laughs> if, I listen, if I listen to Fallout Boy, I hope I fall out of yep. the plane while I'm listening to it. So yeah. you know what? I used to feel that way too, and then I got a little bit more into Prince, and I kind of got why. It had a little oh. bit more to it than I ever oh, was willing to no, stop. No, no, you do He's not. He's influenced Prince. You do not get blasphemous with the sex god himself's name with Fallout Boy. Yeah, no. but look at the fucking guy from Fallout Boy isn't a, a a sexy rock star motherfucker at all. He's I think literally his last name Stump for a reason. He kind of looks like a stump in those early records and shit like that. But, <laughs> But my point is, is that like you can hear him wanting to do a little Prince type shit with his band, and I can appreciate that. That's all. I but, can appreciate it, but stay away from the mastery of Prince. God damn it! Yeah, that's, nah, that's he's all good, right. I like Prince. I I don't blame him. I'm I actually do- thinking about doing a bit of the rivalry of Prince and Michael Jackson because I watched that nice. James Brown anniversary clip. And I was like, yeah. yeah, I fucking hate Prince a little bit after that, too. Like, <laughs> he steals the fucking show from Michael Jackson and James Brown. Like, wow. Uh, Dick move, but kind of cool. Uh, so, as, my as number someone, two. As someone who's only been a fan of Prince for less than a year, yeah. I yeah. can see that. I can see that, and I support that he did that. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. 
<laughs> I get it to a certain extent, I, I, too. I, I was just reminisc reminiscing about Prince earlier this week because I actually had someone for the first time do a one-on-one -on -one with the Prince bracket. And oh, it, oh, it he didn't. He it's funny because he actually is a sleep coach and uh, he does a sleep podcast called hmm. uh, what, the Why Behind Your Z's. And okay, he, like he he kept saying the whole time, he's like, I'm not gonna sleep tonight after thinking about all these matchups. <laughs> like he was getting so he he, yeah, he was pouring, yeah I mean he, he he was pulling like toned down chancy shit the whole the whole bracket just because he was there were such hard horses for him. And he's doing Stevie Wonder next. He's doing he's doing Stevie Wonder this week, and that's gonna be just the same thing. Nice, yeah. But please continue. <laughs> no, you're good. So my number two is I feel like the song that everybody knows. It's the song that like cap ends this record. And also for me as a kid, like not a kid, but coming up around the time that this record came out, like this is the song you heard played at late night parties, you know, on late night drives, hanging out with all your friends. And that's if it means a lot to you. Okay. Big, do not, it. Not hating on the song, but nobody I ever hung out with in 2009 would listen to this music. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> the people I was hanging out with in 2009. The big things were like Three Days Grace, Red Hot Chili Peppers, and and some ICP because they just came back with their first real album in like five years. So, what is that? Bang Boom Power, whatever. That's the yeah, Bang Pow Boom. Yes. Okay. Which has been on this show. Thank you. Has it? Okay. You know, I I actually wanted to look into a segment on the Twisted ICP. Feud, so I might have to hit you up and ask you about it. Yeah, just as like need, someone it, no, to help. If you, if you need a guest, I could talk. I was on part of my fandom podcast about a year ago talking about that for a long time. So, well, you know, I, and like I'm going to be honest, man, even just trying to watch videos and get two sides of the argument sometimes seem hard because like I keep seeing videos from six, seven years ago where they sat with like. Uh, Fago Lovers, I think, was the website and stuff like that. And um, I'm just like, I mean, can I really use this for a 20-minute segment? Like, this is a six-year-old video, uh, you know? I, like, no. I don't... Trust, trust me, I've been in the midst of it all since it first started. And I, yeah. I was a fan of both bands when they, when they were both in Psychopathic still. So I could well, that them. was why I was going to bring them up, was even though I hadn't followed them in a long time, I was a big fan of them. And, like, during their biggest, brightest moments, Twisted was a group that they were bringing along with them in ICP. So I thought it was a really interesting topic to cover, even if I wasn't that big of a fan anymore. But Oh, it definitely is, and... I mean, just trust me. There's a lot there, especially yeah. Twist. It was a good move. Trying to unpack what I could was hard. <laughs> for real. I'll, I'll leave it at this though. It was a good move for Twisted, but yeah, yeah. I think there's nothing that Twisted could have done besides been the number two, ever, and that's a hard thing to do when you're uh, a band as good as well, Twisted to an extent. They were only number two because they were really number one, but they were getting pushed down and told to censor themselves somewhat because. They, you, when someone's used to be in the top dog, you don't try to push the top dog out without expecting to push back. Well, so, and when when you're the second best performing of all time on that label, and somebody doesn't order enough copies of CDs, yeah, right. Isn't that like the big initial wave of where they were like, we're fucking out, you know? Like I I get that 125. percent But my number one. And I think it's kind of apt that we go from that into the title of this song. But it, you said you hated it, apparently. is the downfall of us all. 
big opening for the record. And one of the, I think another meme to this album and this band is this song with the opening. That's to do the chug, the guitar chug or the, the lick, you know, like I thought that was just such a weird fucking thing. The first time somebody threw this on again, like late night where, we're having some drinks. We're powwowing around together in somebody's garage, and they threw on this burned CD, and this is the first song that come on. I'm like, what is, what is this? <laughs> and to be fair, at this point now, this is one of my favorite bands. So, you know, from that initial, like, knee-jerk reaction, it grew into something that I really, really hold near and dear. So I, I'm really glad I could share it with you guys. But, yeah, I personally think that's one of their most well-known songs as well, too. And I, I think it's damn good. Well, put it this way. That whole beginning of Downfall, as, once again, it gave me high hopes. And I was sort of disappointed with the song I should begin. So yeah, uh, that, that, that's why it's not anywhere near my list, just like the second song in the CD. But Chancey, what were your top five? So... Uh... There was quite a few of them that were already mentioned. So, like, number five for me was uh, If It Means a Lot to You. Uh, number four was Homesick. Uh, three was You Already Know What You Are. Uh, two was uh, I'm Made of Wax, Larry. What are you made of? And number one is Mr. Highway's Thinking About the End. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I, I heard I heard that part, and I was like, straight to the top. Yeah. Well... <laughs> Yes, just like Chancey when he starts his feet only fan straight to the top. But I uh, I actually found in my notebook when that uh, other a day to remember album was brought, and it was this far back. Oh, wow. <laughs> it, it, it was a long time ago because we met her back in the beginning of the year. But right, all right. Well, I actually had three honorable mentions for this CD, so you can okay. tell I didn't hate. The, you can tell I didn't hate the CD at all, but. Number eight was I made of wax. Where you made of Larry? That, I mean, it was just it was just good, and it kind of yeah. made me think of dog fashion disco type of songs. But number seven was homesick because I love fucking was dying laughing every time it said "Tell Dad I just farted." <laughs> like it's just like that's something me and my dad would do. So that's actually kind of funny. But right, number six was another song about the weekend, which I don't think anybody mentioned yet. But no, nope. that's because I actually have a couple here that no one else mentioned. But another song about the weekend was actually a decent song. See, I okay, so I would have put that as an honorable mention, but I'm gonna maybe cause some smoke here. I think the acoustic version of that song that's only on the special is better. So mm -hmm. I didn't include it. Maybe that's shitty, but I that's a valid argument. I mean I stand my ground, sir. Right. <laughs> I really debated that for a while because to me that's a very personal song. So I really had a lot of stock in that. And I'm like, but like half the time I'm listening to this, it's a special edition acoustic. Mm -hmm. So well, like I, I didn't include it for that reason. Very good pick. I love that. I, I hate special editions unless they are all bonus tracks and no other version songs. I hate that shit. Like it's like, it's very rare. I find a secondary version of a song I actually like. It's just very rare for me. Yeah. That's just the way it goes. But I can understand that. My number five was Have Faith in Me. Because it was actually kind of like a good love ballad almost. Like That um, is the love ballad, and, even and more it, so than if it means a lot to you. But yeah. And I mean, it's, it kind of like made me think about my marriage and stuff. So, you know, but 
Number four was New Jersey Legion Ice Tea because <laughs> I love that freaking song. And the opening to it kind of made me think of like an offspring song. Like I was just like, what the heck? I could like, see I just... that. But number three is Welcome to the Family because, you know, there's a juggler reference in there too. But number two yeah. is your number two. I don't think anybody else mentioned either yet, but it's you already know what you are. We both mentioned it. Uh, it was my honorable, his number oh. like, three. Yep. Uh, yep. Okay, now I'm going to be hearing it now. I, I, I'm actually Mr. Honorable Mention somehow. Like I was doing something and I missed that second. But but number one, of course, is if it means a lot to you. That That's why I'm like, they're putting it so low in their list. What the fuck? It's because we have, it's because we have taste. That's my so. number two. <laughs> that's my number two. It was my number five. Yeah. Or no. Yeah. No, it's four. Number four. Number four. Okay. Four. Okay. I don't know. I, I, Wait. I, no, it was five. It was five. Yeah. I don't know. I I like that song. I just it was the song that stuck out the most to me. Like it was I saw money. them play that live, and it was an awesome experience. It was pretty cool. I I like that song a lot. I think that's a great choice for anybody to make at any point of the list. And that's one of the things that's cool about this record. I feel is. You can go with a, it's like specking shit in an RPG. Like you can go heavy tank and go Mr. Highway. You already know what you are, whatever. Or you can, you can lighten the load a little bit and you can be a little more aerodynamic and you can have some light songs, some homesicks, another song about the weekend, have faith in me. You know what I mean? It's, it's nice that way. Yeah. Well, yeah, so I mean, overall, like I said, it was a good album. I enjoyed it. Like I was after the first couple of songs, I was like, "Oh God, I'm not going to enjoy this. I'm not going to enjoy this at all." But then I, the rest of the album kind of restored my faith a little bit. So you could say I have faith in them. But Chancy, I think it's time. It's time we go to your album. Let's do this madness that's about to ensue here. What you bring? So I brought for God's sake, why? Well, A, I you know, not to not to take away from the album we just reviewed, but if I was gonna say if I had to rank the three albums from best vocalist to least impressive vocalist, my vocalist would be over everyone else just by a little bit. Yeah, nah, I hadn't I mean head and shoulders, but you know, she's short, so it's cool. Well, okay, so I have a question about like some of the there were some I don't know if it was production stuff or if it was her that I was a little back on, but honestly, by the end of the record, I was pretty sold on that too. Yeah. I, I really yeah. was. Like at first I was like, man, like she's got such a good voice, and I feel like this deserved a second take. But then by the end of the record, I like was like, yeah, she fucking kills it. I brought the uh, titular album, It's All Happening, by I Wrestled a Bear Once, also affectionately known as I Wabo. <laughs> Yeah, 
fucking I actually came across this band by accident. Um searching for gay porn, I presume. No. Um I was listening to a uh like a satellite radio station. Okay. And they were on like the top twelve list or something like that. And I was like, no way. And I look up I look up the video to one of my picks and I fucking I'm like, oh my God, right. this chick has a voice on her. And I also like the experimental process for the band as well. Just that, like all the taps and just yeah. all the crazy shit that they do. I felt really bad for the drummer. Cause just trying to keep up with all that was just like, Oh my God, how did he do that? But I mean, it's, it's so interesting and strange. And if you watch their videos, they have a lot of really cool stuff. Like uh, one of the songs that they made a video out of had uh, Mr. Belding from saved yeah. by the bell <laughs> and you know and fucking their inclusion of you know really cool shit like the dueling banjos riff fucking i was like and the, and the dukes are hazard horn like you're just like what the fuck and it's always just like right before some shit hits down man just yeah. like oh okay it's fucking I don't I don't know why you wouldn't like it, Jeremy, but I figured you wouldn't like it, especially after I submitted you're like, really? I was like, Yeah, really, motherfucker. <laughs> really, 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 really. Well, because it's not the first time you tech <laughs> it's, it's technically not the first time you submitted it, even though the last time you used it as a joke submit. <laughs> yeah, no, I was serious this time. <laughs> <laughs> Wholeheartedly. Well, Kyle, what did you think of Iwabo? So I initially kind of had that knee-jerk reaction like I was talking about the first time I heard Downfall when you were kind of talking about my record as well and it probably seems like a little bit with this but like jumping into a cold pool it, it, took, <laughs> it took that first couple feet right it took a song or two <laughs> and I was like okay so for me Although I love heavy music, it's predominantly what I listen to. Death and black metal is like a bridge too far, usually, <laughs> to be fair. But with this, I feel like that quick snap of the banjos or the... Is it is it Mario that they're covering or whatever in uh, See You in Shell? You know, that's a good question. I'm not sure. I, I didn't really. It was a later Mario game theme that I was hearing. Okay, that there. that would make sense. That would yeah, make sense. Yeah, and I, I really dug it. And I feel like, like you said, the Dukes of Hazard horn, the horse. Like, I, I literally sat there and had a couple things in my notes. So I'm going to read them off real quick. Uh, ADHD core. <laughs> <laughs> um, meme core. Was another thing I was calling it again. This is in like the first two or three songs, and then once it kind of spectrums out and you start hearing the range of what this band is going to hit, I don't know if you know how far this is in their discography because this is 2012. It's number this one, one. This is yeah, it's the okay. first, yeah, it's there. Yeah. We said titular. I'm like, the band's not, or this record isn't named that, but I get okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get, I totally get it. I just, I didn't know for sure. So, like. By the end of it, I feel like this record spans out. And if you weren't buying in, and like that, you that, that gonna. song slaps real hard. But if you weren't buying in <laughs> in the beginning, by the end, you're there. 
So yeah. my top five with that said. Oh, hold on. Okay. Oh yeah, your thoughts. Yeah. yeah. And he, uh, yeah, he's gotta he's gotta get his out of the way here. He's gotta get and, this. And the album holder gets to the <laughs> Give you your lashings, Chancy. Yeah, yeah. He's better make it good. Cause I mean I got the nuclear option already in my pocket. <laughs> Chancy. All right, Chancy, take your shirt off. The lashing's coming. Um I mean, what the fuck did you bring, man? Just Jesus Christ, what did you bring to this show once again? I am in search for new co-host, people. No, I fucking love this CD, actually. I was going to say, you, okay. either, you, either you're going to be like, this is garbage, or you're going to be like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I was like, you know, he's going to talk some shit, I figure, because you usually hate this kind of thing. So I was like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Fuck it. Well, but their turn, on, their turn on a dime tempo changes are fucking immaculate. Yeah. Well, see, when I hear this CD... I mean, yeah, the first after you get, get through like the first couple minutes of the first track to really even appreciate it. Like yeah. in the beginning, it's just like, what is this noise pollution garbage that's playing in my headphones? But once you get past that, and she actually starts singing, yeah, like and like I actually had to watch, the, I had to watch the fucking lyric screen for this whole album because it's just like I had no idea what she's saying once I'm watching the lyric screen at the same time. And the way like it would take her sometimes like a second to go through a line and there's other times where like it takes her like a full minute to go through one line of lyrics it's just insanity in it but it works and i mean i can hear dog fashion disco in this music style and i can hear some freaking system of a down even with the going through the different like genres type thing in one song and i, I mean i can hear a lot i can actually hear a lot of bands in the same same as his cd i can hear a lot of bands in the cd like that i like that like combining their styles and there was even like an Avantasia type, like or Dream Theater type, like progression to some of the songs. So, I mean, it just it was unique. I, you know me, I like unique shit. And I mean, some of these songs I fucking loved. But mm-hmm. and like you said, Chancy, like the Dukes of Hazard horn and all like the random sound effects. You know, I love that shit in music. So that's just my th- like ICP does that all the time. So I, I love that shit. But eh, I mean, I I liked it, and I looked up the singer, and I was trying to look at pictures of her because she's hot. So. You know, it, but and I and this is, it's a singer from Spirit Box. I actually like no, it's Spirit not. Box. No, it's not. It's no, it's not. To, according to Google, she didn't. She she did not come to the band until like the third album. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, I yeah, didn't see, I didn't see any other singer even listed. Um. God damn it. I looked her up today because I was just reading about the band and I was like, oh, yeah, because I knew that the original singer left in the middle of a tour uh, for the second album because she found out she was pregnant. And then she just never came back to the band because she was doing the family thing. Now, I and then there. Oh, go on. Yeah. Sorry. No, you're good. You're good. So I, I have a note down here that I wanted to bring up because it's probably not going to fit in my top five. But I so I want to put it to you. Because we talked about her voice versus Jeremy McKinnon's. Have you ever heard of Walls of Jericho? And do you think Candace Colskin, that band, do you think Walls of Jericho's on par, over, under? Because I got vibes. I got vibes of that later on. And I think that's what yeah. I was like. I don't know if one is better than the other, but no, I, feel I can't. Like, I feel like the I fact can't that call it's, it. 
so heavy too may yeah. throw me off a little bit because that straight metal core whilst jericho sound is way different it is like it's, yeah it's similar but it's different enough that you can't really i can't really compare them reasonably i know that much right I mean, you, yeah you I, say, I couldn't call it either yeah you say walls of jericho the only walls of jericho i know is a uh submission rule That's funny. Well, I, it's one of the thousand and four holds that Chris Jericho knows, though. So, I mean, it works. You right. Know, it, it works mm-hmm. that that's one of the ones you know, because those are the best thousand and four moves there could be. <laughs> I'm yet to see a video of him actually performing all thousand and four. But, yeah. But, all right, Chancey. Well, I mean, you did good, kid. You did good. But what are your top five there, Chancey? I honestly almost called it all in and just put it all on the list. But the I was like, no, I got I got to pull a top five out of this. I'm not going to, I'm not going to drag it out. Uh, number five for me was Eli cash versus the godless savages. And uh, number four was Pazuzu for the win. That was fucking yeah. crazy. Fucking crazy. We, we met. But we matched nice. on that one. But, let me, let, but I mean, I had to look up Pazuzu because I'm like, I'm like, is it the gar- is it the gargoyle from Futurama that like the professor like rides, or I'm like, but then I'm like, I look it up and I'm like, oh yeah, it's the demon in the Exorcist, yeah. And I'm like, and some right. dude that went on, you know, some dude that killed some people called himself Pazuzu. Okay. You know, just I mean, you know, either or. Right. I, I tried Googling to figure out which one they were actually, if they ever actually said an interview or anything, what, which one they were actually talking about. But apparently they never did because I couldn't find shit. And I'm like, eh. I'm like, I'm like, based on another uh, reference to car, to an animated series in this album, though, I'm like, I thought it might be Futurama because it seems like they might be down with that shit. Yeah. I mean, hmm. it's what possible. Chance of uh, number, th- number three was uh, See You in Shell. Mm hmm. Uh, number two was Danger in the Manger. Eh, we match again. And uh, number one is always going to be Tastes Like Kevin Bacon. Always. Mm-hmm. Every day, twice on Sunday. See, I, I think that's where I... I knew I'd heard that song name before, but I couldn't think of why. Yep. I'm like, I'm like I think Chancey or Jamie brought this up at some point. Because I can see Jamie bringing it up too. But Valid. But yeah, I think it was me, because... I, I know that it was funny because Kyle was mentioning it about them being a meme band. And I I remember there was a video meme where it's like me introducing my music to people, you know, and it's like this video of a person in a fucking inflatable suit and it does the the Dukes of Hazards horn. And then while it does it, it's like they just drop down and just <laughs> fucking it's so awesome. <laughs> well, Kyle. What were your top five? So I think we have a, a little bit of a match here for some of them. So number five, see you in shell. And nice. I think that that Mario theme in there really kind of kicked it up for me. I want I I need to know what it is specifically, though, because I, I heard it and I literally like played it back as soon as I could. I'm like, I fucking know <laughs> what that is, but I don't know what that is. I want to hear it again. Number four. You ain't no family. I will give That's this good too, yeah. credit. I went back 
and listened to that first song again after I kind of wrapped up the record and was like, I, I don't know what I could call this band. And when I Wikipedia'd it, it gave me grindcore and avant-garde, like experimental metal. And like, that is mm-hmm. the most baseline way that you could say it for sure. But I, I, yeah, I think You Ain't No Family is, is one that should be up there too. The Cat's Pajamas, number three, I, I really dug on that one. Here's another match for us, though. Number two, Eli Cash versus the Godless Savages. Nice. I really dug that one. I think at that point is when I knew I was in. You know, nice. shut up and take my money. <laughs> to talk about Futurama, the shut up and take my money fry meme is what happened to me at that moment. Because I was like, yeah, I was not sure about this shit when it started, but I'm fucking in now. <laughs> you know i'm ready and and number one it tastes like kevin bacon number yeah. one every day <laughs> twice on sunday i guess because yeah yes sir uh, i do have an honor honorable mention and that was pazuzu for the win nice nice yeah, i think i think we matched up pretty well on that for sure, man. <laughs> good pick bro i i really was surprised by it i appreciate it thank you Hey, no problem. Always glad to help. Yeah. Well, for this album, I actually had three honorable mentions. Damn. <laughs> I was ready for that. But my first honorable mention was White Water. Because with okay. nobody mentioning yeah. it, the whole freaking let, like them screaming, let it sing to you in hell, like, which is kind of what I thought this album would be. And the, te- the, the techno they mix into that song, like the techno they mix in, like in the middle of it, is freaking awesome. Yeah. N- number seven actually was Case Like Kevin Bacon. Ah. And number six was See You in Shell. Okay. Yeah. okay. But yeah. my number five was You Ain't No Family. Because I love, like, they threw, like, the hillbilly banjo in and all that shit. Like, that's amazing. That's what took me the first time. I was like, what the fuck am I about to listen to? <laughs> And number four was, of course, <laughs> number four was Pursuit for the Win, of course. Yeah. But, and number three, no one actually mentioned yet. Number three is I'm Cold Narrow Wolves After Me. Because yeah. I, yeah, I, that that I love that it's named after a line from The Simpsons. Like, they actually did admit that one. Yeah. And I, as, soon as, I heard, as soon as I saw that line, I'm like, I know that long, I know that title. Why the fuck do I know that title? I'm like, thinking about it, I'm like, Someone Simpsons did it. Yeah, yeah. Simpsons did literally. it. Yeah. Literally, that's what that's what went through my head. Like Simpsons did it in one of their five thousand episodes. They did it, but so I mean, and that song's actually really good. But yeah, and number two, number two was Danger in the Manger because that song's amazing, and the whole the whole freaking like the part in the middle where they're like where like they say they like say like I could and then she's screaming something like that's awesome. And then the cat's pajamas was number one because it yeah. made me think of Chansey and he probably would buy his cat's pajamas. The cat's pajamas? Fuck yeah, dude. It is the cat's pajamas. You better understand <laughs> right. that. And that's yeah. fucking that's great. Chansey is my Chansey is my bubbles in my podcast trailer park, and he kind of like lives in a shed with five cats. Yeah, I mean <laughs> that's cool. Bubbles I, was cool. I, Fuck it. Yeah. I got my oh. cat laying right here with me right now, actually. So nice. 
No, I don't like. I'd rather have my two hundred fifty pound mastiffs running around, but yeah, they're fun. But yeah, yeah, so overall, Chanty, you surprised me with this album. I was expecting to hate it like nothing else in this world, and come down to you like the wrath of Thor. But at the end of the day, it was actually not bad. I was like pleasantly surprised by both albums, but more yours. I was like, what hell hath Chauncey come forth with this week with only two days to listen to it? But, all right. Well, I guess. Let's rip this band aid off. Come on. Oh, we just did. But. No, I mean, your album. Let's rip this band aid off. Let's get this over with. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, it's not that bad yet. Freaking. But, yes, the album that I so decided to grace your presence with today. Which the reason I decided to grace your presence with this album is that one, I heard Kyle's album, and originally I was like, ooh, maybe I'll bring a good offspring CD and like the one Chancey brought to this because I heard the one song with this offspring opening, and that's the first thing I thought of. But I mean, then I'm thinking like Manson, maybe, or I'm like, I'm like, I just did corn for another show we're doing. I can't do that again. I, I went through a few, like, I went through a lot of, like, goth emo, like, from that time period. But, well, at least as far as, as far emo as I'll fucking go. But, mm-hmm. and I even, thought, I even thought Cradle of Filth for a second, which when you said that you're not really a fan of death metal, I was like, oh, damn, I should have Cradle of Filth. But, <laughs> but I thought of this band's because I'm like, all right, I'm going to try and match it up to the same year as his CD came out in the same, like, genre of rock almost. Right. And... I did that pretty well with Papa Roach's Metamorphosis. Which was not the first Papa Roach album I actually wanted to bring, but I wanted to match up the year, and it might have fucked me a little. I don't know. It might just have fucked me a little, but because the one I wanted to bring that came up before this one, what I after I'm listening to this album, I'm like, oh, the one before this one's a little bit better, I think. It's getting it also- away with murder as the lead-off track, right? Yeah, um, yeah the Paramore sessions. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> I was I was gonna bring that because that's my, one of my favorite ones because it also has the raw it has a raw theme song on it too. But oh yeah, yeah it has the it was the raw theme song for like all the early two thousand. Want to be loved? Yeah, 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 yeah. But and so I mean, but this album actually my top five that you'll hear in a bit are actually the reason I really brought it because those are all amazing. But there are a lot of songs on this CD that I would skip over when I was actually listening to like the whole CD back in the time period it came out. Because, you know, we actually listened to CDs back then still. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, I love Papa Roach. That, I mean, a lot from their earlier stuff to like, right around the time of this album is great. But once you get past, once you get into like the late 2010s and to now with their music, it's fucking trash. But once they, once they put out that Crooked Teeth album, I was just like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good, <laughs> but yeah. And I mean, just the album cover makes me not want to even listen to it. Just looking at that makes me sick. But this this CD is not bad. It's not bad. 
I like it to some degree. I, I love his voice. His voice is so good. Like, I always liked it. I mean, <laughs> if I wouldn't that audible him, sigh. He's just like, <laughs> <laughs> and he's been on a few. He's, I think he was on a. He was on a within temp, within temptation uh, album, like on their opening track for the one of their newest newer albums. And his voice is just amazing. Like when he does, especially when he does like real heavy metal, like it's just good. I don't know why he doesn't do a band like that, honestly. Right. But he can do what he wants to do. He's had success. So more power to him. But yeah, I think at the end of the day, this is kind of like when Chancey brought Offspring and he was just like, I should have listened to this album before I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I fucked up. I fucked up. I, but I didn't do a complete fuck up because there's more than just one or two of the songs. <laughs> there wasn't the Offspring album. So. But hey, at least when I at least when it happened, I was like, "This is a fucking this is an atrocity." I don't know what's happening here. I fucked up. I'm sorry, guys. I fucking I really I was listening to this thing and I was like, "God damn, I got to talk shit about my own fucking album here." <laughs> <laughs> well, when did you? What Offspring album did you bring then? The most recent fun. one, the Let the oh, Bad Times yeah. Roll. It's so bad. Yeah, okay. So bad. Uh, so I thought you were talking like early or mid no. no. I would have no, loved I, that. Yeah, that's good yeah, stuff. I was like, what one do they hate that much? I didn't know you brought something new for the offspring. Yeah. Uh, well, okay, no, don't, yeah. don't, don't, say, don't, don't say newer offspring, just newest. Because everything up to the newest one is fucking amazing. Let the good let the let the bad times roll is fuck let the amazing CD. Um and whatever the fuck that one after that one is called because I can't remember what the wait. Let the bad times roll is the newest no, no, no. one, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, what the hell? Uh, Rise and Fall of Grace is a is a great CD. Um, I think that was the one before that one. Yeah. Uh, no, the one before that one was the one with the old guy sitting on the bench, and I think it was like days go by and something, something, something. But mm. I because I, I love Offspring up to the up to the newest. The newest one was fucking trash, but all, all the rest of the Offspring albums are amazing. Okay. But they need to just go retire in their um, skater rock mansions and just, you know, spend the rest of their days doing shit. Yeah. Start a podcast some guys. So hot sauce. Yeah, right? Craft beer. It would fit their profile right well. Throw that in your cargo shorts, bro. <laughs> Fucking go to the farmer's market. I mean, you're, you're getting a little too old, guys, to try to act like you're punk teenagers anymore. But Kyle. Kind of like the Cottonmouth Kings. <laughs> no, they they just act like they're punk senior citizens now. But Kyle, which way? I mean, well, not which way. Um, what do you think of Papa Roach? So I I will say that I I had kind of a knee jerk reaction with this one as well. But for me, it was one of those things where it was like, oh man, I hope this isn't super butt rock. And like, there's a little butt rock here. A we little. Well, well, <laughs> I still came. I still came out with six songs that I feel like you could throw on, and maybe you gotta have a Bud Light or two to get it going. But I feel like you can get it going to some of this. So like, I don't think it's all bad, right? It, so, there's so much butt rock in this album that fucking you could eat cereal out of it. I'm just saying. It is. It is very much bedazzled which is, jeans. Which, butt rock. Which is, it is. Which is, it is super duper radio rock festival. <laughs> which is, well, I mean, this is also what Chance usually does on Saturday nights. He usually eats cereal out of a butt bowl that his girl makes. But 
you know, some good old Cheerios out the hole in one. But it's worst please. things you can do on a Saturday night, my friend. <laughs> yes, there is. Like listen to a fucking Papa Roach album. <laughs> but if you uh, had to, the six songs that I picked. <laughs> you can oh, yes. Later, oh, yeah, but, that's right. We, yep. But I mean, me in my early 20s, listening to a Papa Roach on Saturday night was not a bad thing, dude. Yeah, I, That's I, what I was I, gonna say. I feel like there's a reason why you listen to butt rock sometimes, and it's and it's not the chords. Papa Roach in this era of their music is very good for like breakups. In the begin in the beginning in their beginning era of music, they were good for like not wanting to listen to your parents and wanting to go break stuff. <laughs> well, okay. So let me ask you a question though, really quick. Do you think the fact that this was a new metal band that became a emo-ish metalcore band in vein of like a bullet for my Valentine lost them some credo and then you gotta go butt rock because that's no offense, the lowest common denominator, right? That's where you're gonna get the most people to listen to your music, right? That's all I mean, that I mean by that. Statement. If if Cole if Coldplay and Nickelback can do it for as long as they have, then why not? Right. Yeah, I could I could see that though. I really do. And again, I don't feel like this is a terrible record. So I wouldn't beat myself up too bad about your pick. But Chansey for sure, man. I want to hear oh, what you gotta say about it too. There are there are definitely worse Papa Roach albums I could have brought by far. But Chansey, unleash the Kraken. <sighs> okay, here we go. So when I think about things that I would, you know, rather slam my dick in a dresser drawer than do, or actually, let me let me get a little bit more theatrical about this. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, pronouns of all ages. Jeremy Bryant has brought us the fucking worst album in the world. What the fuck have you done, sir? For fuck's sake. There's a song on this fucking piece of shit called Lifeline. I needed to be life flighted. After hearing this fucking war crime in between my ears. For fuck's sake, sir. You have you no shame. You have no, like, you are, you are the godless savages. And I must be Eli Cash in this motherfucker. God damn it. No, Jesse, ah. I, brought, I brought no shame a couple weeks ago when Harvey was on. Touche, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, I'm yelling so much. My lips are going numb. I think I'm going into diabetic shock. Fuck. I fucking I honestly, dude, like as soon as you told me what it was, I was just like, man, like for real, though, like, do we have to go down this alley? Like, God damn, dude. She's got support pussy. I mean, God damn, you know, fucking it's like the old it's like the old fucking saying. Uh, that you saw on like really shitty t-shirts and bad fucking bumper stickers. I wish my, I wish my lawn was emo so that it would fucking cut itself. Represented in a band. It's like if this if this saying was like, I'm gonna manifest and to be people. This right here. This shit right here. Literal shit. Rant over. <laughs> I, was gonna, I, was gonna, I was gonna say, you done yet? You just done yet? All right. Go to, go wipe off your broke forehead. a sweat. Go, God, go, I broke go, a sweat. I was gonna say, go wipe off forehead. Go take a shower. Come back. We'll, 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 we'll. But you just busted a big load, buddy. It's okay. But 
Uh, so I actually only had two honorable mentions for this CD. Which, if you, if you, if you notice, there's one less than each of the other CDs. But yeah. Yeah, well, you know, you said you were realizing your mistake as you were listening to this album, and I—that's kind of why I was like, you know, I can't, I, I can shit on it, but I'm not going to shit on Jeremy personally too much. You know, he—he's admitted, he's admitted to fucking up here. This CD is by no means as good as Infest, as good as the Paramore Sessions, as good as Getting Away with Murder. Like, there's a lot of better CDs I could have brought. I was trying to stick with the year. And this is the CD they released in 2009. (laughs) And I'm like, it's not that bad CD. It's not horrible. I can deal with it. It's not like Crooked Teeth or the newer ones. But because now they're just trying to be at the head of every fucking radio festival in the world. But my first honorable mention was Carry Me. Because you got to remember, this album was a huge breakup album for me in like my early 20s. So, and Carry Me, that line, the hardest ones to love are the ones who need it most. Like, I know so many fucking people like that. That's not even funny. Yeah. So yeah. I like when songs speak truth and that song spoke, spoke truth. And it's actually a good song. You send that to a girl and it's kind of like, it works sometimes. Especially if you get the right chance. Chancy, it might work for Casey. But number, number six is, <laughs> number six is, yeah, Chancy's like, only if you want me to get violence when I wake up in the morning. But Number six, what my number six was live, live This Down. Because I do like that song, but it's just not top five material at all. But like I said, my top five for the reason this album was at least worthy of bringing. Number five was Lifeline Chansey. Because, I mean, that's, that song is good. Honestly, it should be the Suicide Prevention Hotline's like, theme song. But number four was State of Emergency. I, I like the freaking rhythm of the guitar in that song. Yeah. And his, he, I like the way he sings that song a lot. Number three is Nights of Love. I mean, Nights of Love, Days of War. Like, I just, I love the beat in that song. Like, the tempo to it is amazing. Number two, though, number two is, it was hard not to put this in number one, but number two is Hollywood Horror. God, I love that fucking song. Hollywood Horror passed out on the floor. Like, ah. And then the, when the guitar kicks in after the slow part, it's just like, oh my god! Like when they did this, actually, I wouldn't mind seeing live. I wouldn't mind seeing that song live by far. And number one, though, it was my favorite song of this album during that period of breakups. It was "I Almost Told You That I Loved You." It's just so catchy and so perfect. Like it's like the male version of a Taylor Swift song, almost. At least in my opinion, but. Let's not church it up. You told him that you loved him. But mm, you notice how he just fucking blew right past that. He's like, (laughs) he's having fucking flashbacks. I can't say nothing. (laughs) But nah, I mean, if Amanda was here, she'd fall sometimes, baby. You just got to get in the next play. (laughs) I mean, if Amanda was here, she probably would want to stab me for comparing Papa Roach to Taylor Swift. But right. I'd be getting yeah. sure. But, Kyle, what were your top five? So, I, like I said, I, I feel like I pulled out six from this, but I could I could see where some of your picks come from, too. We actually have a little bit of layover. So, my honorable mention is Lifeline. Now, I feel like you were saying, like, the suicide prevention stuff, but also, like, my, my longtime girlfriend – 
as a recovery coach. And I also feel like even, even if you're not like actively trying to harm yourself and you're kind of wasting yourself away, something like that is something maybe you, you should give a listen to and stuff like that. A, a healthy kind of inspirational song or whatever. It's therapeutic. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I think so. Uh, but to get into the list proper, my number five was Hollywood Horror. And I'm going to I'm going to give so this to you. I, I thought it was a really good song and I liked it up until the line at the end where he goes, don't let the door hit you or the good Lord split you, honey. And I felt like, God, man, you know, this is one of the better songs for him vocally, this record. And then you throw that cornball shit in at the end with that big laugh. And it's like, oh, bro, I don't what? fucking believe a word that you're saying right now, though. But, but later on, I do. When he that's does a, more of that, I do. That's the point, though. It's supposed to be that point where all men get the false bravado, like when they're in a breakup. And it's like like they start like almost going a little insane and start laughing like the Joker and freaking like saying stupid shit to all the girls leaving. Like that, uh, That's a fair point. That's not how I heard it, but I could see that now that you say that for sure. But that was my number five. My number four is March Out of the Darkness. Again, I feel like another like kind of uplifting song. Uh, I, I like that. That that one's too preachy for me. I can't. I, I can't do that. Song. I, I can preachy. see that too, though. Right. And 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 to be fair, maybe that's part of the the thing about this record that made me look at it a little bit more. Not it wasn't lighthearted, but like I found it to be a little bit more light bringer, like inspirational than I really expected them to do at all. Obviously, this isn't like a Christian rock record or anything like that. But I oh, was God. pleasantly <laughs> surprised by that and. Uh, live this down, but or I'm sorry, lifeline. My number three is live this down. <laughs> um, I really like that song, I thought it was a good one. My number two to match up with you a little bit was State of Emergency. I really like the way that song kind of ironed out, and I appreciated it. And then, number one, I think the best song in the record, Wholesale Change or Die. I actually really bought. Jacoby Shaddix on this song mm -hmm. I thought it was the best song of the record and it's probably the best song for the band like on the record too sonically like I feel like everything really well, hits its stride in that first four minutes I think that song to me is just too overplayed because that was the single off this album I'm pretty sure I thought Lifeline Hollywood yeah. and uh, what's the other though? One of the ones from your list were all singles on this. I almost told you I love you. I think those are the singles uh, on this record. I, I think it, I think at that time in music they probably got a lot of singles off this because there was. It's true. No, in two thousand nine there was not that much. But music. this has like that late eighties hair metal kind of sleazer rock feel that I can get behind, and that's why I don't feel like the butt rock is too bad. Like, we can all dunk on Nickelback because it's convenient and it's fair. But the butt rock here is real. I don't think this is a terrible <laughs> record. I agree with you. But, like, is this some shit I'd put on beyond 2009? No. Mm -hmm. Is this some shit I'd put on instead of Buck Cherry in 2009? Yes. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's a fair <laughs> distinction to this. Uh, well, actually, I mean, I'll put on Too Drunk to Fuck by Buck Cherry before I put on this album ever. But... Which, funny enough, that song is not on Spotify at all. You can't get that song on Spotify. I am so happy I have that CD in my CD book still. 
is it on like a Pandora or a title or anything like that either? Or it's just like all, all their other music, that whole other CD is on there besides that song. And I mean, yeah, it's a cover. I think it's a Dead Candies cover, if I'm not mistaken. But is that actually the Dead Candies two trunk to fuck in that like really? Am I wrong, Canty? I mean, I'm pretty sure Thea told me it was uh Dead Candies. They have a song called Too Drunk to Fuck. Yeah, and I was going to say... It's a cover then. Yeah, it's a, it's a cover. Uh, I mean, they might, they might, it might be. They might, I don't remember. They, I mean, there's a million they, songs they, called Lifeline or whatever. I mean, I'm sure but, out there too. No, but there's not that. But that's the thing. There's When there's only a couple songs out there with the same name, like Too Drunk to Fuck, like there's only two versions. I'm pretty sure there's only two songs. You put it in Spotify, the only thing comes up is Dick Hands. But, yeah. So, I mean, but I... I mean, I, maybe it's like a maybe, maybe they didn't get the freaking actual rights to it to do it, and like after they released the CD, like they're like when they went to put on Spotify, they're like, eh, eh, nope. And yeah, because I, I mean, I can't think of any reason why it would be like canceled at this point. But I, I mean, I don't really even know it all that well to know anything beyond too drunk to fuck in that baseline. So oh, too, too, uh, too drunk to fuck. That, I mean, that whole album, uh, Cream, like Cream on Me, <laughs> like that song's fucking amazing. <laughs> It's just like the dirtiest song ever. It's, I, I love that whole the whole Buck Cherry on my hats because I freaking love that album. I can't yeah. say. I mean, the only other music by them I really liked was Crazy Bitch, but who doesn't like Crazy Bitch? Uh, of course you do. Oh, what is what's what's the first single from that album? The first one. Uh, I have no. All it up again. The I thought oh, the, that, uh, was, that, a that really was a good, good one. Buck Cherry song, and then they never delivered anything better than that, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I'm with you. I'm yeah. with you. All right. Well, Nancy, <laughs> I think it's finally time you do top five. Um, so number five for me was Lifeline. After you uh, fucking eat on it, it's still number five. Oh, yeah. I had to pick something. <laughs> yeah. I had to fucking pick something. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Fucking, let's bring this fucking piece of shit. Get your fucking keys. Let's fucking go. Do you ever dunk on an album and just pick three songs? <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, we've done it. We, we've done it. We, there we, you we, go, we've done it. Yeah. It's there's out. sometimes, there's sometimes where I get lucky enough that I know all three of the albums and I don't have to listen to anything. That that's happened a few times where I'm just like, oh, thank God they picked this album. Or, oh, thank God this. Right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Fucking. I just go through the track list. This one. This one. This one. This one. This one. Fucking done. But uh, number four was uh, Match Out of the Darkness. Fucking. Uh, it was another like I had to pick something. Fucking. I was listening to it at the time. He's like, you know what? Fucking, this ain't that bad. Fuck it. This let's is go. better than most of what I've heard. Right? You know, I, I could tolerate this. It's like fucking. It's like you know, it's yeah. like getting. It's like getting your skin cleaned after you're fucking burnt. Fucking. Just... Uh... <laughs> Number three was state of emergency. Uh... Number two was change or die. Okay. And. Number one for me was Days of War. Fucking the instrumental I, uh, into that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I I didn't know if I could include them together as one, but they do lead seamlessly into one another on the record. And yeah, I think it adds to uh change. Yeah, the yeah, for sure. I'm also a sucker for a good instrumental. Yeah, I get it. 
I yeah, I mean, these war just I don't love that song. I just it's and it's the shortest. Songs. It's the shortest one of the fucking albums. So I was I, like, I, oh, I, I, fucking I, I yeah, think, number one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and change, change or die. The other reason I can't stand that song is every time I every time I listen to it, I think I just all I hear is "Voter die, motherfucker, voter die." <laughs> no shit. <laughs> See, I, okay, so one of the reasons I had a huff about uh, Jacoby Shaddix, though, in the beginning was there's parts of his vocal during Change Your Die, which, again, I feel like is, like, the best fucking song on this record that, again, like, do another take. It sounds like your shit's cracking right now. You know what I mean? Like, lean on it or lean off of it, I should say. Throttle it back, whatever you got to do. But, like, that could be a cleaner vocal that would really make that shit pop. You don't have to be guttural to be heavy and good. Like, you, you know, I, that was one thing that made me go like, he's not a terrible singer, especially if you put him in the right environment. But like, I think like you were saying about the rock star attitude of like, you're probably not going to tell him don't do that shit on his own record. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's a valid, it's a valid point. I mean, I, I don't know. I like I like Jacoby Shacks. He's a freaking amazing singer. He really is. And it I love that they came from like Infest though. The fact that they started with Infest and it's just one of those things where it's That's like, one of the things that I always find weird about it too, though, is seeing him again around this era with like that emo mullet haircut. It's like, weren't didn't you have like black dickies and spiky hair six, seven years ago, motherfucker? But, like, hold but, up. <laughs> He did the survival thing, though. He changed with the times because he knew he had to in order to be relevant. If you, there's a lot of bands that were like him in the early 2000s, and they yeah. didn't make it out because they didn't try to change. It changed or die. Like, like either, either, he literally did a song about it on this album, Change or Die. Yeah. Like, yeah. Actually, this album was their turning point. Like, and that's why it's called Metamorphosis, because there was their changing point where they were like changing. I mean, because the Paramore Sessions wasn't like this album at all. The Paramore Sessions is like really dark and grungy i mean right but i mean couldn't they have just went with the ladder though (laughs) (laughs) trust me i wish i was on that lifeline man (laughs) i mean who who doesn't doesn't know last resort like everybody knows that fucking song like, but that's a completely different form of hard rock metal than what this is. And I mean, see, okay, I can't remember what Getting Away With Murder was on, but to me, that was the big shift. Get, Getting Away With Murder was on Getting Away With Murder. That was the name of the CD. That's the name of the CD. And that's yeah. two CDs before this. So, like, they've been in this mode see, here see, that we're talking about for a couple of albums. They go through cycles, though, because, like, yeah, the first al- the first album they ever did, um, good enemies, are good friends, better enemies. Like it was fucking trash. I hate that album more yeah. than anything in the world. Then they come out. I wonder. With, if- then they come out with Infest, and it's like one of the best albums ever made in the early two thousands. I wonder and if their they- cycles are synced up. Possible. But. <laughs> that- and then the third album they did, I can never remember the fucking name of it, but it sucks. Like the third album they did is horrible too. And then they do Gangway with Murder and, become, and they come back amazing. Like, yeah. And, and to be fair, up. getting signed when they did, that might have been more of the faux shit for them to be a new metal band than to be this kind of band. Who knows? I don't. I, I'll say that now, you know. Uh, 
I forget what the hell the name of the song is, but it like it's like all they roses on your grave or something like that. Like mm-hmm. it's one of like the most haunting songs you ever hear in your life, but it's incredible. And like just like the background music and everything. I think it's on Paramore Sessions, if I'm not mistaken, okay. but I I could be wrong. That's what I, I'll be. I'll be bringing Paramore Sessions eventually, but and definitely gonna bring it fast if we ever do like an early 2000s episode, kind of. But speaking of which, uh, by this time next week we'll be doing a, I believe I believe it's next week uh, we'll be doing a comedy album episode. But oh, that'd be good. That'd be cool. But well, folks, we covered all three CDs, three completely fucking different CDs, but all three rock and hard CDs. Because I mean, if you're gonna listen to if if listening to Iwabo is like jumping into the pool, you gotta get over that shrinkage and you gotta start rocking hard eventually. So. Because I was in the pool. I was in the pool. But yes, we gave you three seeds. We gave you entertainment. I gave you an ear, an ear fission if you listen to the audio version. Sorry for that. But Kyle, why don't you tell them where they can find your podcast, you, everything you want to do. So you, can find, so you can find me on Facebook under my name, Kyle Moore. If you want to find the podcast, Brain Soda Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, uh, we do have a Patreon if it's something you'd be interested in. We're on TikTok, but for the most part, you can find us on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, anywhere you stream podcasts. Again, it's, you know, two segments, pop culture, geek culture with me. My co-host Brad does science and history, and it's a really good time. It's less than an hour almost every episode. We'd love for you to join us. We're pushing towards episode 30. I really appreciate you guys having me on. I've really had a great time listening to your records, getting to know you guys. So I hope to come on again soon at some point because I really did enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Great time, dudes. That definitely can happen. Definitely can happen. Cool. Yeah. Actually, actually, I believe we have a hole that needs to be filled, but I'll can't see enough. We'll talk about that. But, and yes, I phrased it like that for that particular reason. But, (laughs) uh, but, and feel free to hit me up for that if you want to do that episode you talk about while we're off air. I don't want to give away shit on the show. But um, feel free to bring me on for that if you want to. I'll, be, I'll gladly talk that topic for a while. Yeah, for sure. And uh, Chansey, where can they find you besides wrestling that bear in your bedroom? Uh, Well, they can find me on Facebook under my name. If you can find me, good luck. Um, on Instagram and TikTok, it is the Red Eye Roundtable. And uh, on t- well, X, tw- now, formerly Twitter, it's, uh, <laughs> it's uh, Red Eye Pod. Okay. Don't you mean Red Eye Table? Yeah, that one. I, for- <laughs> I forget my, I forgot yes, my that, handle. That, yeah, that, that, that thing. Yeah, listen, to- listen. You have to forgive Chansey, folks. He spent too much time in the void. But you can. Of course, I really find did. Both. He really did. But you can find both of us on Facebook streaming live either on the Jeremy Bryant page, or you can find our past episodes on the unapologetic, untamed, and uncensored YouTube podcast collective Facebook group. And you can also find us on Instagram and TikTok and uh, Instagram and X Men, baby, on as at Juggalo Bastard. And you can find us on TikTok is at Juggalo Bastard Podcast. And you can find us on YouTube if you want to see our, pure, our pretty faces uh, on either Maniacal Music Musings for past episodes 
Or you can check out Blind Knowledge Network because all knowledge was blind until Chansey conquered that bear. And then sold it on OnlyFans Escape Porn. But until next time, folks, we've been your musers and we will be back on Monday night for another live episode. And it's another rocking one. So come back and check it out. Until next time, we thank Kyle for coming on. Tomorrow